You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. All right, we are live. Thanks everyone for joining in. Uh, if the Instagram stream conks out, make sure you join us on our YouTube stream. Okay, that one is going to hold up. We're a little low on battery here, it looks like, for the Instagram stream. So uh, head over to the YouTube in case it does conk out on us. Uh, but welcome to the show, guys. Really excited to be here today, shooting the shit with y'all. All right, answering some bench questions. Sip of coffee for the working man. Mm. I don't know if you guys seen these uh, Starbucks cups back when we were able to uh, travel regularly. These were kind of cool. I got this Florida cup from Starbucks here. I have a San Francisco cup. Um, but they had one for every big city. So it was kind of a cool little collecting thing. But uh, haven't gotten any since. The New York one looks pretty decent. They could be a danger. I, I rack up so much Starbucks rewards. I don't use them. Um, I end up just spending it on uh, these cups or whatever. So, got a question. Island Lifestyle, thanks for joining in, bud. Uh, did you used to compete in all three lifts? When did you switch to bench only? I'm looking for excuses to quit squats. Um, so, I I. Did and do still compete in all three lifts. Actually, my next meet will be full power. Um, so definitely not bench only completely. Oh, Matt got me again. No YouTube audio. Hold on a sec. All right, should be good. Can't press my damn buttons. Thanks, Matt. He gives me my YouTube audio check. Mic check. Um, but yeah, no, I do still compete in, uh, in, uh, full lifts, okay? Um, my next meet will be a full power meet, but, uh, I know you kind of just want to hear, hey, bench only is the way to go, and then, uh, forget about those other lifts, which you can certainly do. You know, I did a whole podcast on whether or not you should switch to bench only when you know maybe that's the right path for you. Uh, some considerations to take when making that transition. Uh, you've been competing full power and you want to kind of dabble in both like I'm doing now. Um, there's definitely a way to prioritize the bench press while still keeping your strength um, or at least allowing you to have enough strength when you come back to do a training cycle for a full meet and actually make progress. So uh, I've touched on some of those things in that podcast. Guys, hopefully if you're listening to this, you go and listen to the Thursday episodes of the Benchcast. Um, that's our shorter Thursday episode. You can listen on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm trying to fix some of this lighting. I gotta get uh, I gotta get better lighting for you guys here. I'm in the gym space today share my uh, office with the wife so she's got a meeting coming up so we're in the gym space today but I gotta get you guys some better light in here a little drawn out 
Matt says, how much does adding adding shirted lifting transition over to raw benching? Uh, would a raw lifter get some carryover for using a shirt for some training cycles? Um, I think it would be more beneficial. So for a raw lifter, the only thing that I typically recommend would be a slingshot. Because the thing is, if you start venturing into some of these things that give you a giant carryover, the shirt, Titan Ram, um, you know, these different devices that are coming out, Bench Daddy, it's, it's so much. It's like doing an extreme amount of reverse band benching. You know, it lightens it so much at the bottom that for your desired um, genre of the sport, right, your category of the sport, which is raw, it's just so much extreme carryover. Yeah, you'll have that ability to, to maybe have a, a better, I think the best thing would that comes out of that is a greater appreciation for technique because as soon as you start working with those heavier weights that you can't really handle raw, um, you gain an overall appreciation for everything that needs to go into creating tightness in the setup, all of that. So that's where the biggest benefits I think come in. Um, you know, as for the weight feeling lighter in your hands when you go to raw, um, I found really to be honest with you, going to 800 pounds to back down to 400 raw. I mean, the raw weight still feels freaking heavy. <laughs> There's no way around it. Um, I don't think those those neural adaptations are going to be there for you all the time. I think what you do in terms of your technique to steady heavier weights, that's where the benefit comes in. Um, I don't think there's any um, smoke and mirrors to that other than you have a better appreciation for technique, therefore uh, you are stabilizing heavier weights. Um, so that's where the biggest benefit comes in. But other than that, I like to see a raw lifter stick mostly to just using the slingshot because the rest of it's just going to be too much uh, unless you do plan to compete in a shirt. Or, um, you know, the your shoulders bummed out or whatever. Like me right now, I can't really do much raw lifting. So I have to stick to using those devices, using a bench shirt. That allows me to continue to train the bench heavy. Uh, so I'm kind of stuck to doing that right now at the moment. So it's definitely a great way to work around an injury. Uh, but you got to keep in mind too, shirted technique is so much different than raw. A lot of the things that you wouldn't want to do raw, you have to do in the shirt and vice versa. So if you did want to venture into some heavier lifting, uh, but then didn't want to go through the stressors of the shirt, getting your arm ripped up, uh, things like the bench daddy, Things like the Titan Ram, those are going to be good for you, allow you to really have a lot of heavy weight in your hands. We talked about how that can enhance your technique and uh, not have to change your technique too much to fit the shirt. So great question there, Matt. Hey, everyone on Instagram, how we doing? Uh, Logan Barbell, I changed my dynamic effort lower and upper accessories to higher volume lower weight, high sets, high reps, and I am no longer getting fried before the next week. That's awesome. So if you guys haven't uh, tuned in last week, if you guys weren't here last week, uh, Logan Barbell and I were going through uh, some ways that he can better recover throughout his training week. And, uh, you know, just 
like he says, simple fixes changed everything. That's all it takes, my friend. I'm glad that worked out for you. Thank you for uh, giving that feedback. So I was just suggesting that he switch up some what he's doing with his accessories to allow some better recovery. And um, seems like it's working out well for you. So that's awesome. Uh, we're a little low on the battery for the Instagram, so if you want to join us on YouTube, uh, I'm not sure how much longer this Instagram is going to allow allow me to be on there. So definitely check out YouTube. I got the secret code for you guys, 20% off. Uh, the entire website until tonight only, as we do every Tuesday. You have to tune in uh, throughout the podcast. I'm going to drop the code randomly. All right, and if you're looking for a bench program, if you are looking for new sleeves, new wraps, uh, anything like that, use your chance to save some some uh, cash on that and uh, get that code. Yeah, Logan Barbell. Definitely, if you're watching on IG, definitely go to our YouTube because um, that the IG might conk out on us here soon. Smoke 417. Hey, coach, I've been trying to increase strength, power, hypertrophy training. I find myself getting confused on the differences of each. Um, so trying to increase strength, power, and hypertrophy training. Uh, so the best way to do that, my friend, at the same time, that would be kind of the essence of the conjugate style system. Uh, that would allow you to really what it comes down to is you're trying to train multiple traits at once and that's really the backbone of a conjugate style system um, so if you're looking to do that that might be a route to go uh, whereas linear you're training different traits at different time undulating you're trying to train those qualities in the same block per se you're gonna have some variations um rotating around but conjugate is you're training all those things in a week so i would definitely check out some of the conjugate style of uh training stuff and as per the differences so strength power hypertrophy training so let's let's talk about the strength component okay Strength component, I'd say, you look at like max effort lifts. What that teaches you to do is to um, accelerate heavy, heavy weights. And the technique behind it, okay, the technique to handle heavy weights and to be able to grind through heavy weights um, and to have that time under tension, that's a whole different ability in itself. That's why if you often work with multiple reps and you do something that's linear and then you get to the singles, that's why you can sometimes experience such a drop off in that technique when you get back to singles work. So uh, you have to just work at heavy weights for uh, to really strengthen and develop that that strength component. The power component, um, talking about like speed work, your ability to synchronize your nervous system to really accelerate weights quickly. Okay, you look at someone who's a sprinter versus someone who's a marathon runner. Okay. Two very, very different extremes. A sprinter needs to be as explosive as possible through a very short track run, where a marathoner, very big endurance component. And your muscles work that way as well. You can have that power component to really generate a lot of force very quickly. And you see a lot of athletes, um, you know, in terms of like uh, that play sports, football, 
um, things like that, they're very explosive. I've worked with numerous high school athletes who, uh, football background, they're just naturally very, very explosive. And then they, you put on like five extra pounds and then they're flattened, you know, just don't go anywhere. And then you have athletes who it looks like with an empty bar, you know, you have a plate on the bar, they're slow as shit, but then you just keep adding plates and they keep handling it. So very different extremes there. Um, so that's where like that power component comes in, uh, being able to train explosively. And then uh, as per hypertrophy, well that's that rep, um, that rep effort stuff that you, you might hear with the conjugate system and how they describe it at Westside Barbell, uh, the rep effort method. Uh, that's, that's your hypertrophy training. That's after you complete your max effort, your dynamic effort work. And then pretty much kind of training like a bodybuilder. We're trying higher reps, trying to build some muscle mass, a lot of time under tension, things like that. So just to go over the differences. NYZ, what's up, my friend? Swig of coffee for the working man. He got me. Swig of coffee, guys. Got to drink up. I got to turn that into a shirt. Hey, if you guys are listening, let me know if you'd be interested in a swig of coffee for the working man shirt. Might uh, I might put that into development. Smoke four seventeen conjugate cool things. So yeah, that that might be the route if you want to develop everything uh, at the same time. If you want to try that out. Again, guys, if you want to go from Instagram to YouTube, the Instagram might conk out on us. Battery's a little low. All right, guys, I'm going to start answering some questions that we got in from Instagram the other day. And if you want to know how you can get some questions across as well, maybe you can't watch these regularly every week. You want to make sure you get a question answered on on the uh, live podcast here. Then drop it Monday in our questions box on our IG live. Okay, that's how you can get a question in. That's where I take them from. All right, let's let's go to uh, at a little bit of bench shirt talk here. At cleans and beans, where to start if considering single ply bench? Uh, so if you are looking to kind of make that jump into single ply, um, I would just get a shirt. Like I mentioned on our IG IG uh, stories, there just grab a shirt. Whether it's the Inzer Rage X, whether it's um, you know, Titan Super Katana, which by and large is really kind of considered the top single ply shirt. Um, whatever you end up getting, just get some. Okay, the grooves aren't going to be too too different. At the end of the day, it's a bench shirt. If you learn how to bench um, in a bench shirt, you can usually cross over amongst different bench shirts and, and brands. Um, you just need to start getting that experience in. So. There's no real good place to start. Just get in it, start doing it. At Niemma, Niemella, Ali. Any experience with Metal Jack shirt? Problems with finding the groove for it. So the Metal Jack shirt I had for, I must have used it for like three, four sessions. Hated it. Uh, granted, it was big on me at the time, so that probably has a lot to do with it as well. You want those size tight. But uh, I did not like it. I felt like a good amount of stopping power, sure. But trying to press that weight up, you get a little spring. 
and then you're just hit with a shit ton of bricks. Um, it hits fast. It gets heavy fast. And then it feels like you're grinding out a raw bench at the end portion. I did not like the Metal Jack shirt. I don't like uh, the, I've, many that I've, I've heard from do not like the Metal Bench shirts, period. Um, I love their stuff for you know pulling and squatting, the briefs, the suits. Do not like the Bench shirts. Um, so I would look to, what I did is I got an Inzer SDP and sold that thing, sold that Metal Jack. So um, that's, that's my advice for you. Get rid of that thing. Get an Inzer or Titan, either or. Um, do not like Metal Bench shirts. At the Hybrid Hillbilly, how much does wingspan come into hand placement on the bench? So... I don't think it's as much the actual length of your arms because you still, you know, obviously being a little bit wider is going to help tremendously for a longer arm bencher because uh, you're not going to travel as much range of motion. But at the end of the day, I mean, you could bench wide or close um, with long arms. The thing is, uh, it's more like the girth of your shoulders because you never want to like really handcuff yourself. You still want to have good joint alignment. So it's really like how wide are you? You know, the bigger person you are, if you're a big 300-pound dude, I mean, that's why the fat pad exists is to accommodate someone with that much girth to them. Okay, so it's more like I'd say the width of your shoulders that is going to determine more so where you take your hand grip. Uh, when I was a little 180-pound guy, um, I could get away with a much closer grip and feel comfortable. I didn't have as much girth to me. As I got bigger, um, at my all-time high, being a 266 from an 820 bench, I feel like I need to be indexed on the rings. you know. And that's not even as big as some of these dudes are. So um, you, you start to feel those leverages change once you have more meat on your bones. But I'd say that determines more like where you're going to uh, have your grip than anything. Uh, ideal Iqbal. Thanks for joining in, my friend. How realistic is it for a 155er to bench three plates? Um, I think it's very realistic. You know, just gonna your your goals are gonna require a certain amount of effort, and you just you have to realize if you have big goals, you got to put forth big effort. Um, but I'm never gonna tell you, hey, that's not possible. I'll tell you, hey, you know, for a 155er to be benching three plates, you know, it's a double body weight bench there. It's it's gonna be tough. Um, but hey, shoot for the moon, guys. Never handicap your potential. I hate that talk of, um, you know, how, how much can I, or the, you know, what's my ceiling? Like, where, where do you think I can get to? Um, I hate talking about where we put limiters on ourselves. Never put a limiter on yourself. You know, if you want to be um, a super successful person, you can't be thinking like that. You can't be thinking, well, what's my potential? You need to just put forth your best effort every day. Develop traits in order to put forth a better effort. Um, develop successful traits. And then the sky's the limit. Okay? So I think it's very realistic for you, my friend. And I'd love to see you get to that point. And uh, great news today. Uh, our athlete, Mike Frazier, he sent me over a video, hit his first 300-pound bench. Congratulations, Mike. I uh, just want to give him a little shout-out. I'm not sure if he's joined in here, but um, hey, 
awesome job, buddy. Very proud of you. That's a huge milestone. And when he uh, started with the team, I remember 270 was like his, his new PR. That was a, it was a grinder. And now he's smoking 300 on a makeshift bench. So really impressive stuff. Awesome job, Mike. Yeah, Mr. Slams here. Hey, it's Logan Barbell. Any tips for the first time using a single ply shirt? I just got used to Titan Katana and was just wondering what I should be doing to maximize my success. So, um, tips with the shirt. So I'm not sure like where you are. If you're making good progress, keep doing what you're doing. Um, I would point you in the direction of at the end of this month, guys, everyone listen, if you care at all about bench shirts or you're looking to potentially get into a bench shirt, at the end of this month, we have an excellent online course coming out. It's going to be a, I made it a huge resource. I put everything in there, videos filmed on every little aspect you need about adjusting a shirt, putting on a shirt, finding the sizing of a shirt what brands to look out for. I mean, you name it, you know, little tricks getting shirt slippers on, where to position your shirt slippers, you know, how to jack up your shirts for different attempts. Covered it all, guys, okay? And we filmed everything. It's the best bench resource I think you're gonna find um, in terms of bench shirts. And that's gonna be available at the end of the month. It's the same price as our other bench course. Uh, it's going to be a one-time payment of 99 or three payments of 33 okay? And then obviously, we're going to offer a huge discount of 50% to our VIP members um, for being part of that group, as I always mention here. Okay, so yeah, that's going to be a great resource, my friend. I would look to, to uh, check that out, but I'm not sure like where you are in your progress, how it looks. Um, but hey, if the weight's going up, sounds like you're doing the right things. One tip I would give someone in a bench shirt is never sacrifice positioning just for the sake of touching or hitting depth. Um, something I'm working on with a few of our athletes in person here when we're training is we have a few people getting into to the gear and stuff like that, and and I'm saying don't don't try to uh, hit depth in terms of sacrificing position to get there keep sitting back keep arching into that suit and if you lock up before you get to depth fine okay we'll add a little more weight that's fine your positioning stayed good it's always about positioning okay as soon as you start sacrificing positioning losing tightness you're dead you're dead on the water okay you're sitting duck you're deer in the headlights whatever analogies you can think of but uh, you don't ever want to sacrifice positioning. Positioning's everything because as soon as you get out of that positioning, you can't handle that weight anymore. Okay, so it's all about riding specific grooves. Uh, Matt, when do you like to do your rotator cuff or stabilization activities? Same day as bench, next day, day before. Um, so great question there, Matt. I have to be a little bit more diligent with that stuff myself, but... Um, I will do some things uh, in terms of stabilization, things like that in the, in the warm-up, but nothing that would be considered like fatiguing. Um, mostly, so I do this uh, retraction, protraction drill that I got from Donnie Thompson. You wrap around the band, right, and I'll just kind of protract, retract back, um, just kind of hold that, get tight, and uh, 
I get some shakes going on in my shoulder. And that's just more, more or less kind of activation. Uh, so I definitely don't want to fatigue in the warm-ups. And that's what I'll tell everyone. Never put yourself in a position where you're going to fatigue those muscles that you need when lifting big heavy weight. Um, so I would like to do it in the accessories somewhere. Um, but even more so the day after benching um, on an off day. You know, tomorrow for me, um, even today because I'm not benching today. Um, doing lower body stuff and squat and deadlifts, but this would be the time, especially tomorrow, is when I would love to uh, get some of that little work in. Okay, work those little stabilizing muscles, things like that. That's where I think it fits in the best. But if you have an opinion too, I would love to hear when you think that should stuff should get fit in. Um, uh, Deal Iqbal, thanks bro. Have you experimented with Bulgarian method for benching? Um, I have not. I am not very familiar with that. I assume it's super high volume and stuff, which isn't a bad thing. You just really have to watch your recovery. Can you recover from all that volume? And um, I think a lot of people jump into programs like that. Um, I'm just assuming it's some kind of like 10 by 10 thing. Uh, everyone jumps into something like that, but never builds up to being able to use that kind of volume uh, and then start getting some injuries and things right away. Sure, I mean, if you do a shit ton of training, you're going to get stronger. So you see things like the small of squat program where you're squatting a shit ton all the time, right? Yeah, you're going to get stronger. I mean, you're forcing your body to adapt. You're going to die under that weight. Um, but you're going to probably come up with a lot of neural fatigue and injuries could come up if you're not careful. And just jumping into something like that without building up to it first uh, can sometimes be a bad decision. Okay, and those things aren't really meant to be done regularly. To keep that stuff up regularly, maybe is a kind of a spark to your training, but to handle that stuff regularly, you gotta your recovery's gotta be on point. And genetics plays a huge role. Carmen Pat Paleo, how realistic is it for a 53-year-old who can bench 325 to reach 405? Uh, so Carmen, the same type of thing I was mentioning to uh, an earlier question, I would never put a ceiling on that, my friend. Um, I think sky's the limit. Keep, you know, if you have a big goal, put forth the effort required to, to hit that big goal. You know, if someone in high school says, hey, I'm going to be president one day, hey, chances are slim, but go for it, buddy. You know what I mean? I'm never, if someone wants to play in the NFL, go for it, kid. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm never going to tell you, hey, that's not going to happen. I'm going to try to give you all the resources possible as a coach to get there, right? But it's up to you to put in that effort, you know? And maybe not everyone's destined to get to a certain point, but I'm certainly never going to think like that, okay? I'm never going to put that limiter in my head because as soon as you put that limiter in your head, as soon as you, Carmen, think, hey, maybe I'm not going to reach 405, and you ain't going to reach 405, I'll tell you that right away. So keep your head straight on to the to the to where you got to be, okay? And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You put in the effort. You just got to understand what you need to do to get there, and it requires a lot of effort. If you guys are listening in at the Instagram, I'm going to drop the code before the Instagram conks out. So guys, if you're listening, 20% off, good till tonight only. If you're looking for bench programs, elbow sleeves, top in the game, by the way. Love our elbow sleeves. 
and our wrist straps. I've used them every meet since we developed them in 2017. Okay, um, the code is Big Beard Big Bench. As I stroke my beard here, Big Beard Big Bench. Good till tonight only at midnight. 20% off. Now is the time if you want to snag up some apparel. If you want a new bench program, we have a full power program as well. Um, a lot of good stuff on there, guys. Go check out our store. That 20% off code again, Big Beard, Big Bench. Write that down. Good till tonight only. That's my appreciation for you guys sticking with us here and listening in. Um, if you're watching on Instagram, go to our YouTube Live. Instagram is about to conk out here. The battery's a little low. Uh, Instagram or YouTube Live, we're going to keep the train rolling. All right, what do we got here? Mr. Slam. So I meant to say I just bought a used Titan Katana. I haven't even used it yet. The only shirt type thing I have used is single double ply bench daddy. So going to a super katana from a bench daddy, I think you're going to find it to be um, a very different groove. You got to learn how to get into that that tuck because a bench daddy, you can stay in that raw groove. You can keep your elbows wide with a shirt. You need to ride that collar, right? Spread, spread, spread like a band pull apart. Drive into that material, set that tension. And then as soon as that collar starts to lock up on you, you need to start tucking. And what a lot of guys do is just let their forearms get forward, get that quick dump touch, and try to heave it back, throw throw back, and somehow catch it. Just tuck into it. Okay, always keep in mind, stay under the weight. That's your cue. Stay under the weight. Joshua Rucker. I just bought my new bench shirt, The Rage. I love it. I've done a 404 press. I weigh 165 paralyzed. Thank you for helping me learn more of lifting with a bench shirt. Absolutely, Josh. That's awesome. I'm going for a 500-pound bench press now. Also, from your videos on YouTube, I have learned the shirt so well. I just work with my bench shirt from lightweight to heavyweight. Learning the, the shirt like you have said in your videos. That's freaking awesome, Josh. Uh, keep kicking ass, my friend. Sounds like... Um, you know, you're building a tremendous bench press. Um, that's really awesome to hear. That that really uh, that really makes my day, my friend. And um, yeah, you got the right idea. You know, that's another piece of advice that uh, I would give a shirted lifter. Don't be afraid to handle light weights. You know, it's not always about touching. It's just about finding that groove. And you're not going to be able to uh, really work that groove with heavy weights. Right? It's just too much weight to, to really change things up. So to develop technique, handle very, very light weights and just work on tucking into that shirt. Okay, As soon as you start loading up a shit ton of weight, right now you're not able to, to practice that anymore. Okay, So you don't always need to be able to touch an event shirt. Okay, That's not something that you have to be concerned with. Just like depth on a squat. You know, I'm not going to get after someone saying every time, hey, not deep enough, not deep enough. I care about more their positioning, how they're riding into the squat suit, um, holding that tension, things like that. Okay, so those are the important things. Uh, but sounds like you are making great progress there, Josh. Again, I really appreciate that, bud. I uh, hope you take that a long way. Carmen, absolutely my friend. Never put ceilings on your potential, guys. That's one of the, the big things that I can give you. 
once you put that limiter in your head, I tell you, that's that's pretty much it. Sip of coffee for the working man. Matt, when do you get uh, when you get to your work sets? Do you go through your same setup and mental setup as you would when you're in a meet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's another great tidbit. Uh, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting a bunch of great tidbits. Uh, you want to try to make training as close to the meat as possible in terms of what you're doing, the execution. Because if you can execute it one, like one way in training all the time, when you get to the meat, no surprises. Okay, you're just doing the same thing when it matters. Okay, if you're in a position where you are finding yourself having to change up a bunch of stuff and think about things at the meet, then you sit and duck, all right? You have to practice how you're gonna play. Mental imagery is huge. You know, you, you really um, hear it explain, well, you got sports psychologists for all these sports, you know, baseball, football, all of that, but we don't really think of that mental stuff for powerlifting, okay? That sports psychology, that's gonna be huge, okay? Um, mentally having that picture in your head, feeling the meat, you know, visualizing all that. Visualization is gonna be a tremendous cue or a, a tremendous tool. So yeah, absolutely. I would attack everything as closely similar to what you would do in a meet as you can. Mod Haas. I took your advice on pausing my bench and my form is a lot better now. However, I feel like when I'm lowering the bar, it takes forever and it's very tiring. Is that okay? Uh, so that's something that I would look to develop as well, my friend, is to um, improve that eccentric loading. If you're finding that you're taking so much time to get down to your chest that it's almost a fatiguing thing, then you're going to want to try to develop that. The only thing is you're not going to want to sacrifice tightness, and that's what you're probably battling with right now, is that if you go any faster, you're not really keeping that tightness. Um, what I think would be good for you is um, Thompson-style bench sets. So stopping the pause right at that T-shirt level, right? Not hitting your chest, but right at T-shirt level. And that's purposely like dropping the weight real quick because um, that's going to allow you to work on catching with your back and having more back control. And, and um, you know, it, for you to hit a, a dead stop at chest level on a fast drop like that, you have to have really good control with your back. So um, those Thompson-style bench sets are going to be real great. I think that came from Jen Thompson. That's why it's called that. Uh, she would do fast eccentric sets. Um, definitely something that we do with our athletes quite often. Mr. Slams. Okay, thanks. I'm going to try out the shirt next week, Wednesday. One thing, does your leg bench sleeves work for squatting? SPDs are really expensive, and I'd rather support big benches. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I use them as well. Um, they, uh, they, that's what they're made for, for squatting. So I would definitely get a very tight one, though. I would size down for sure. So the measurements are on there. But I would definitely size down on those. Same with our elbow sleeves. They, uh, they tend to uh, stretch out a bit over time. 
So for example, I'm in a large pair of elbow sleeves and that works fine for me, even though I'm probably sized for an XL, if not a 2XL. Matt, I have been wearing my Big Bench gear to the gym, but by the time I'm halfway through my warm-up, I'm knee-deep in ladies. How can I look good while getting my gains on without fighting off those ladies? Uh, well, I think the best solution for this, Matt, would be if maybe we put the logo on the back of your shirt. Um, so then at least you can kind of get to the bench. Um, and then when you're benching, maybe it's hidden for a bit. So I, I'll get you a custom one. <laughs> Joshua, I feel the most in the shirt. Uh, I feel the most in the shirt is lockout. When using the bench shirt, like you say, practice like you play. So I get in the shirt and warm up in the shirt until the main set. What are your thoughts on that? Hey, I'm all for that, my friend. Um, I'll usually take. Uh, when we're talking like, so I'll, I'll mention my meet this past weekend. I was going to my last warm up. This is gonna be like 6:35, whatever. And um, to warm up to that, I got in my bench shirt early because I had not touched this thing yet. I needed to um, pull through it a little bit, set the shirt, spray it up, let it stretch so I was good for the opener. So I knew I needed to get in it early. Um, for me, that was right around 4.05. If I get in the shirt any earlier with a very, very tight shirt, I'm not saying yours is, might, might not be this tight, but... If I don't have four plates on there, I'm literally like, I don't, it's not going to be enough weight to really do anything. Um, at that point, it's just like, even with two plates or three plates for me, if I was to warm my shirt the whole time, like my arms wouldn't even bend. So I'm just kind of holding the weight at the top, you know, so I get to a point where I can at least maneuver the shirt a little bit, even if it's that, that little inch, um, which would be around 405. But depending on if you have a looser shirt, tighter shirt, um, you should be able to um, you know, pull through it a little bit. If you can't, then I would just do your early, early warm-ups raw. I have one ply, 50. Yeah, so um, I would start the, the bench warm-ups where you know you can at least get some movement in the shirt. Uh, if, you know, if it's an empty bar and you're wearing your shirt, then probably not going to do much. Um, you're not going to really get into any groove. So I would take raw sets until then. But you have the right idea. Yeah, definitely get in the shirt as early as you can and just work on grooving it. That would be one of the most beneficial things. I think everyone waits till way later. Take too many ram sets or slingshot sets from warm-up instead of just getting in the shirt and learning how to groove it a bit. You don't always have to touch, guys. You don't always have to touch. <clears throat> we have uh, at Lao Strength. How often... Do you do dumbbell work? Uh, I would do dumbbell work a lot more often if I had easier access to them. Uh, my dumbbells only go up to 65 here. I don't have a heavier pair. Otherwise, I do more dumbbell pressing. Um, you know, I'm pretty limited to just doing that for reps. Uh, for rows, I would probably use them the most. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely do a lot more probably dumbbell rowing. I'd probably do a lot more dumbbell pressing inclines and, and flat but um i don't really have real good heavy weight so it's all going to be very high volume work but um yeah I'm, I'm definitely a fan of the dumbbells more so for like accessory works and stuff but um yeah they can be very valuable you know like our gyms are still close here in new york hopefully next week but um 
I would normally go uh, jump to the LA Fitness or whatever. I could start using their dumbbells. And they go up to 100. So it gives me a little something extra. Al training. My benching is my main priority. Currently at 285 and want to bench 315 for reps. Body weight is 150. Only have a barbell and weights. Any tips would be much appreciated, mate. So only have barbell and weights. Now, I'm not sure if you actually have a bench to bench on. I'm not sure uh, how limited you are right there. If you don't have a bench to bench on, probably going to be stuck doing floor pressing. Just have to do high volume of that. If you just have barbell and weights, you have a bench to bench on, there's nothing wrong with just... Uh, just keeping it real simple. I mean, you can create a lot of different variations in what you do too. Close grip, wide grip, changing where that is, um, changing the different styles of benching. If you can do a pause, you can do a tempo. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can mix it up. Feet up benching versus feet down, uh, Larson press. So, I mean, then you can switch grips for all those. So there's definitely ways to create a lot of variation um, if you're just have barbells and weights, but uh, there's nothing wrong with just benching. You know, just get strong at bench by benching, benching more. And, uh, even if it's just comp bench the whole time. You know, I go back to when I used uh, Shaco programming. That was my very first meet. I went from 270 bench to a 300 bench. And um, looking back on that, not any variations. It was pretty much comp benching. I think there was some close grip in there, a little incline. But um, it was just the frequency was up there. And it's just building a lot of volume around that 70% range. Didn't ever really go heavy. Um, just did a lot of benching. Got my volume in and made substantial progress that way. So there's a lot of ways to get strong, my friend. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Josh says, do you do a lot of shoulder work or more bench shoulder workout, if that makes sense? Um, so, um, I think I get what you're saying and, uh, I don't do as much shoulder work. I'm mostly doing shoulder work now to kind of work around my shoulder injury. Cause if I could build muscle up around that area, you know, I figure that's going to, uh, definitely help make a difference. And I feel like, um, there is a component of stability that I need to build up my shoulders for. But I'm definitely going to prioritize more shoulder work for a raw bencher than I am a sure to bencher. Um, not as much shoulder involvement in a sure to bench. Uh, for example, I can't really do any raw pressing my left shoulder right now. I can do all the sure to benching I want. I don't feel it whatsoever. The groove takes me way far away from ever needing to worry about my shoulder. Um, I'm in that tension of the shirt, so it's never a problem. Um, so I definitely, for raw lifters, I'll prioritize shoulder work more. And when we do that, it's usually sprinkled in as accessories, but I do prioritize, if it's a weakness, um, the overhead press on its own day. And that's a main movement. David, how do I find my bench press weak points? Uh, well, I would see when you do your comp bench, when you get to that failure point, how are you failing? Okay, so I would definitely look at that first. If you're feeling closer to lockout, you know, granted techniques in place, that's a big if, um, then you're going to want to build up that end range, triceps, whatnot. 
if you have a hard time, so for example, we have some lifters who, uh, once they go into the press, their scaps start to glide out, they flare out a bit. Um, we need to build their upper back to create more stability through the press. Um, shoulder weakness, all right, especially if you're having a hard time stabilizing weight at the top too. Um, it just getting bigger, bigger chest. I usually don't look to the chest too often unless there's a big sticking point at the bottom. Um, I look more to create more back control. I always try to build the back versus build the chest. Um, but just being a bigger overall human obviously is going to help. Um, but a lot of times being on chest level, I'm just doing more work down there versus trying to strengthen any particular muscles. So you just got to know, you know, what variations too you're not good at. So if you really suck at doing a three or five second hold bench, or you really suck at board pressing or some variation, close grip bench you're not good at, that'll be ways to see, um, you know, your weak points. Which is another reason why uh, the conjugate system is great too. Um, and I've been doing more of that with our lifters because you can really identify based on what you have in there for the max effort lifts, you know, what is a big discrepancy in weight, like where are those weak points? We'll try to do more of those. Out training, would you recommend small out for benching? I've seen complaints that it's too high volume. So like I was saying, um, I'm, I'm more familiar with the small out for squatting, but I figure it's along the same lines. And a lot of times people, again, try to run the program at, without building up to it and it's not a good idea because if you're used to one thing and then all of a sudden you dip yourself into something completely different like if you don't even know how to swim in the shallow end yet and you jump into the deep end it ain't gonna go so well you know so um you gotta build up to something like that you gotta start by progressively building up your tolerance to more volume um, but on a short term, if you want to run that short term, and I don't know exactly how long that might be for you, I, I would never do it more than a month probably. Uh, everyone's recovery is going to be a little bit different, but you might be able to do something like that to get a very significant gain in a short period of time. Make sure you rest after to actually realize that strength. Um, but that's more like a short term thing if it's going to be a real high amount of volume. If it's a real high amount of volume, can't really be going real heavy. So keep that in mind too. If you see something that's a lot of volume and it's constantly heavy, that's not a great combination. Al's liking the beard. Thanks, buddy. Quick drop. We got the code 20% off until tonight only. Big beard, big bench. It's good on bigbenches.com. Dark Gamer BG. If I bench in wide bench and high bench with so much discomfort, will I bench more? arch more in a smaller and tighter bench um let me try to dissect that for you my friend if i bench in a wide bench and high bench um so talk about the bench unit probably the pad being wide and the bench being high with so much discomfort will i be able to arch more in a smaller and tighter bench so uh yeah i think for sure because if your bench is too high you might even run into the issue of even struggling to get your feet on the floor. Uh, and then also with a wider bench, I mean, that shouldn't affect you too much unless you're not able to get your feet out properly. Um, but you'll definitely be able to arch a bit more on a lower bench. But 
at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to change too much. It might just look like a bigger arch because the bench is a little bit lower. But then you're going to have to worry about controlling your hips too. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the bench unit in terms of your arch. Uh, maybe foot placement, things like that. But I would look to uh, continue to set up the same way regardless. Do you like weighted dips for bench carryover? I do not do any dips. Uh, I program dips. I'm just not a fan of dips myself. Dark Gamer BG. Yes, exactly. My shoulders, I can't retract them. Um, I think it would actually be harder to retract your shoulders on a thinner, harder bench or a lower bench. Um, but I can certainly see how you might have... I would, I would definitely do your setup with your feet up first. Like bridge off the pad itself to set your position. Because uh, if you're trying to bridge off the floor, there's definitely going to be some restrictions there. So I would look to do that style I teach of feet on the bench, bridge up, set your position, bring the feet down. Going to answer a few more here, guys. Okay. Um, this one from Adam Bell, 102. How much do you rely on raw strength for equipped benching? Can you make progress shirt only? So... Raw benching is, even for a shirt lifter, a good majority of your training is going to be raw benching. You want to be strong raw. You want to develop that style of benching because in a bench shirt, the, the reason equipment works well is because you're forcing your position through the, the equipment. The shirt wants to fling you one way. You know, the, the squat suit wants to fling you forward. It doesn't want you to sit back into it, Okay. By you being able to control your position and have that strength to own your position through the equipment wanting to fling you the other way, that's where you get the benefit of the equipment. That's how you get weight out of your equipment. Um, so raw benching is going to be very critical. Uh, I think you can make progress just simply sure to benching. Um, that's kind of where I'm stuck at. I'm not able to really do much raw benching right now at my shoulder. So we're going to find out. Uh, you know, we're going to find out if you can make good progress that way. Um, I'd like to say you can make better progress if you were able to train raw regularly, but uh, kind of just where we're at right now. Uh, we got Jardim, Jardim 9. How often are your lifters training over 90% when you are not preparing for a meet? So if we are just coming off of a meet and we're doing uh, an off-season type deal, they're not going to be over 90% very often. Okay, unless they're running conjugate style programming, then you know they're going to probably have some variations that are going to allow lighter weight, um, but they're obviously training to max effort. But for our athletes who um, you know are on more of a linear type of a progression, we're not going to really be handling 90% unless it's on some overload work sprinkled in there. Um, that will sometimes get over 90, but typically not too often. And Adam Bell, how often of an effect does body weight have on your bench personally, especially shirt fit? So changing body weights in a shirt is a very, very tough thing because your shirt fits, you know, that's why they make custom shirts. It's fit to your exact dimensions. As soon as you start messing with that, and we're talking like 
you could be around the same body weight regularly, but as soon as you bloat up or you get dehydrated, you shrink down over the course of even a training session, you get noticeable effects in your shirt. You know, sometimes you get into that shirt one week versus the other, and you're like, oh, this shit's fitting snug today. Um, then me squirt it down a little bit more, get it stretched out. And then other days, maybe you're a little dehydrated, maybe you didn't load up good before the session, and now it's like, shit, this shirt doesn't feel so tight. And then you have to make some more adjustments to it over the course of the session. So especially how I did, losing 20 pounds uh, since March, really coming into this last meet, uh, it's a significant amount. So when I got my 52 bench shirt, I was still at like that 260 mark. And now being, um, you know, walking around under 240, uh, it's a big significant difference, you know. So it's, it's just another wrench in the equation here. But that's what makes uh, equip lifting so much fun to me is that there's so many more factors, okay. Uh, raw benching, to be honest with you, I, would, I really have no desire to do any raw lifting. Um, it's just, I did it a couple years ago, or I guess last year, early last year, I did some raw lifts. Uh, I just wasn't jazzed up about it. It just wasn't fun. Even if I hit PR, um, it's just not fun to me. You know, there's just so much more to consider in the equipment and different things you can tinker with to try to get more weight out of it. Um, you know, like for example, my meet this past weekend, uh, I took a 725, did not get that lift. I had to grind through it. It was a poor executed lift, so the technique was very off. Um, when you're talking raw benching, there's only so much your technique can really be off. And if you miss a lift, you're usually not going to jump up. Um, my third, I was like, all right, let's bump this weight up a little bit. Because I knew it was more of a technique thing. I adjusted the shirt where it needed to be, and I was able to smoke the weight. You know, So there's so much more factors that can contribute to your success or your downfall. Uh, versus raw lifting where you kind of know where your strength's at you know there's not going to be any crazy jumps in there versus uh multiply i mean you could make a 50 60 80 pound jump out of nowhere just by how you adjust your suit and kind of you know ride the the suit right and stuff you know so a lot more goes into play there all right guys i'm going to answer one more should my bench shirt hurt this much in the armpits, Mr. Slams? Yes, uh, bench shirts are not comfortable whatsoever. They will cut into you, especially the single plies and the katana material. That should leave some, some cuts, some blood. That's all normal. Should get bruising in your chest, all that stuff. All right, guys. Appreciate everyone tuning in. If you didn't get catch the secret code, we dropped it a couple times throughout the podcast. Uh, everyone that tuned in on Instagram while we had it here live and YouTube will be entered in a chance to win a Big Benches shirt. Uh, appreciate everyone that tuned in. Uh, also, I want to give a quick announcement, two quick announcements. Our VIP membership, if you want to get involved with our team, uh, less than $10 a month. We have exclusive content on there. You're going to receive discounts to our website. Uh, you get a lifetime discount, so it's not just 20% every Tuesday. Uh, if you catch the code, you know, you're getting 15% off all everything in there. Um, all programs are completely free, okay? So you can get our six-week bench program, our six-week um, off-season program, our six-week full power program, our shirted peak program. All that's free for our VIP members, okay? Um, and then the shirted bench course coming out at the end of this month. If you want the ultimate reference for shirted benching, 
get on this course because I put everything into there, okay? Everything you're going to need to know, sure to benching, all the tips and tricks, all mushed into there, how to train effectively, how to position your shirt, how to get the shirt on, jacking up the shirt. It's all in there, guys. You're going to want to check that out this August, uh, end of the August. So appreciate everyone tuning in. Sip a coffee to you. Tell a friend, join us next Tuesday. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.